Welcome to Entrepreneurs of Reinvention, hosted by Vedette Global Media. 100 days of support, of hope, and encouraging stories from entrepreneurs who had to reinvent themselves, pivot, and create in a time, in a challenging time like, like 2020. We hope you enjoy these stories, follow them, and more on our Facebook group, Media Mastery. Find us on Facebook. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm Angel Tussie. I am your host. Tag me in that picture. Welcome to Entrepreneurs of Reinvention. I'm Angel Tussie, where we bring you 100 stories of support, encouragement, and hope. And I have two fabulous gals joining me today, some of my most favorite people in the whole wide world, Carrie and Laurel. Carrie, how you doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. Laurel, how are you? Doing good. I'm excited to be on with you. I am too. I don't know that we've ever really done much together. Your mom and I do stuff all the time. I know. I was thinking about that today too. I don't think so either. So this is fun. Yeah. Yeah, Well, well, welcome. Welcome. All right. Well, gals, um, give a little bit of background about, about who you are. Um, introduce yourself to our audience. How do we want to set you guys up for, for success here? Carrie, give a little background about you and Laurel. All right. Well, I'm Laurel's mom, if we didn't say that, (laughs) but we're also now business partners. Um, I, when I was raising Laurel, I decided to be a stay at home mom because I had a vision of being able to have a flexible schedule, work a business from home. I had stepped in at that point into the network marketing industry while I was raising her and her brother and loved it. And one of the biggest things that I did for my entire team was I helped them write their vision on paper too. Because I learned that without a really powerful written leap off the page, crystal clear vision for your life and your business, most people were going to quit. So I, for 20 years, did that. And then when Laurel and my son left the house and we became empty nesters, I started creating curriculum around writing vision and doing little workshops. And then people came into coaching and then I started speaking and, and yeah, so that's, I'm known as uh, the vision expert, which I think you coined that phrase for me, by the way. (laughs) Well, that was a good phrase because that's totally who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So I still do that. Um, You know, have uh, authored a book that we launched in, I think it was 2016 called Vision is Victory. Um, But along the way, since that point, uh, we've lost both my husband and my son to suicide since 2014. Uh, So Laurel at that point um, got married, got out of college, got married, had a baby and She'll tell you why she's here too and why we're partnering up. So you went from a family of four to a family of two under pretty devastating circumstances, um, which is one of, I think, just you you two are such a strong testimony to to family and faith. But Laurel, Mm -hmm. give us a little bit of your background from your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And my mom kind of fast-tracked it to where I am now of, you know, the marriage and the baby and all that, but there was a whole lot in between. I was 20 when I lost my dad. So I was halfway through college um, and just kind of went into survival mode of continuing with what I had planned to do and um, ended up in the event industry right after college and was in the event industry for three and a half years. Um, But among that time did lose my brother as well and did get married and kind of continued in that. But it wasn't until my mom and I decided to author a book together that I started seeing how what I had learned from her with vision and all of that work, how that was helping me through my own grief. 
And so it kind of became this organic thing and definitely a God thing of it making sense for us to start working together and me being a piece of the vision work that she was doing. And then right before the book launch, found out that I was having my son. And so a big piece of my vision too was that I wanted to be able to stay home with him. And the opportunities that started coming about after the book launched, it just made a whole lot of sense for us to start partnering and speaking together. So I'm here now as a new mom and um, partner with my mom and really sharing how we have used vision before the losses and, and continue to use it after to help people in all areas of life. It's like the story comes full circle, right? Mm-hmm. Carrie, you're wanting to be there for your children and now you, and you have been this whole time. And now Laurel, that's your, that's your vision too, to be that mom and be around, watch your babies grow up. And so now you guys, you, like we talk about reinvention. We talk about challenges but yours is like so out there, right? Like it is like like a huge piece of your story, a huge piece of of the journey. And and so what are you two doing now? Like what did what are you working on? Um, like what came out of all of that? So beyond just the book, you know, we still talk a lot about our story as a whole and how that formed into a book. And I've had a lot of conversations with people, you know, wanting to start sharing their own stories, but something that really started coming out of it, especially when I stepped into becoming a partner with my mom was that there was such a need among young adults that they needed to be taught about vision much earlier in their life, which would really was going to help them find their purpose, which is something that I was hearing so much in conversations. And I know with my mom as well as that my generation and younger and right above me are just wanting to know why they are here instead of just going through the motion. So we created a program called Vision is Victory Academy that is specifically for young adults um, that we're teaching them about vision, finding their purpose. But we also cover self-care because we started, as we were talking about it, realizing that people don't focus on that or know what that looks like for themselves. And then talking about building wealth as well. So a lot of elements to it. Yes, it's kind of interesting how Viva is also the word for life. So we kind of see this academy as like a young adult life school. All the things that they feel like they have missed um, being educated on while growing up. And they'll be the first ones to tell you that because they have. And that launched uh, this month and we are continuing to fill it every single month. We have a lineup of experts in these areas that we're talking about that have wholeheartedly agreed to not only be there to facilitate, but also to uh, help us grow uh, and create this movement uh, for young adults to live, you know, with vision and purpose. So we're really, really excited about it. Right. You two are truly making, you know, leaving a legacy and, and um, creating a bigger impact in the world based on this story. I mean, you've taken something so, so tragic and have really created something, something very beautiful. I know the two of you put together the book, which was your story. Talk about what it was like to put write a book together as mother and daughter, but not only as mother and daughter, but putting your whole story in print for the world, for the world to have access to. What was that like? Well, we were very fortunate that we had a really good publisher and we also had a ghostwriter. So um, because Laurel and I knew that the only way we were going to get this done with her living in one state, me in another state. Um, is that we were going to need to have help and and set meetings every single week to talk out the book. So, so it was good because how the book is structured, Angel, is that you know it's eleven chapters, 
first we tell the story of what happened and then we have 11 chapters of what we learned through the journey. Mm. The whole purpose of this book was not just for us to tell people, here's what happened and here's our tragic story. It really was about helping people who are going through their own adversity uh, because so many people came forward to us, of course, after they heard what was going on with us um, and opened up about what was going on in their own life. But we also had so many people ask us, you know, or say to, I'm trying to help a friend that's going through something and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So we created it as a book and each chapter, first we, I share my perspective and then Laurel shares hers because they're different perspectives, obviously different ages, different relationships with our family members, um, perspectives on how we see things. So, so it was good. It was very um, healing. It was, you know, challenging at times to talk through it. Um, but at the end, we feel really proud of the book and um, have had so many people come forward saying they've read the book, they've gifted it to people. It's pretty awesome. Laurel, what, what were some of the things that you guys shared? Like, I know this was important to you guys to have, to be able to walk people through it, to give them some tips and tools, which is a lot of what you are now teaching this next generation is there are, there are ways that you can handle this. There's some skill sets, there's some resources. Mm-hmm. What, what is one or two that really stick out to you that meant the most to make sure that it was in the book and that you guys are using through, through Viva? Yeah, there's a lot. Actually, it's hard to choose just a few, but I was, um, and I know my mom can attest to this too, that we were both wanted it to make a very, make it a very tangible resource because it's easy to read someone else's story and it can help to away, but if somebody can't take anything away from it to actually put it into place in their life, you know, how, how good is that, I guess, to share with them. But one that comes to mind um, from somebody helping another person going through something is simply asking the question, what is the best thing I can do for you right now? Because it's so often that we get asked, okay, well, let me know if you need something or what food can I bring you? And it's just such a simple way of reframing that question of what is one thing that I can do to help you right now? Because I remember us feeling so overwhelmed that when people would ask us, okay, well, what can I do to, you know, how can I help you or whatever? It's like, I need somebody to just narrow it down, make it much simpler. What is one thing that I can do to help you? Mm-hmm. And the other piece too of going through it for us, we touched about this at the end purposely because it was the biggest thing for us was our perspective through all of it. And for us, that was having a heavenly perspective. And we talk about helping people focus on that when they're going through the worst of it. Um, and you know, it never gets easier. You just learn how to deal with it better, but reminding yourself every single day, what that perspective is and having that heavenly perspective. And that for us is everything. I know that you guys started this year, you noticed something very interesting happening on social media posts where normally people would come out of the year talk about their goals and all the stuff that they want to do for the year. And you notice something very different about that behavior. Carrie, do you want to talk about that? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, normally January, January is my month, as you know, because everybody's thinking normally vision, resolutions, goals. And um, I miss having my huge big event I used to have every January that you were so lovely to be there with me and MC and be a part of it. So it was always excitement month. Everybody was getting excited about, okay, it's a fresh new year. I'm on it. I'm going to go to this event or I'm going to share my goals. I'm going to do a workshop, do something. And not so much this year. I mean, there was a lot of like a flat line on social media. And when Laurel and I started talking to people about that, they were, you know, the, the general gist of it was, well, why bother? 
you know, if so much of our life is so out of control, what's the point of writing a vision and having goals and all that? And I get that. I mean, especially for people that with this pandemic was maybe the first huge piece of adversity they've ever had in their life, got to rock their foundation. But what we've been saying to everybody, it's the exact reason why you need to be writing your vision goals, because my vision has been the anchor in all the storms of my life, you know, raising my kids, all the adversities of, you know, launching a business and then a second business. And of course, losing my husband and my son without being rock solid on my vision and my purpose and knowing why I'm here, it'd be so easy to drift. And most people do. So right now we need people with vision more than we ever have. We need people with vision more than they ever have. And I, you are so right, Carrie, you said that. And I will tell you that I was one of those that we got our full year calendar out and normally we plan the whole year, we look ahead. And I told Jim, like, just plan out the first six months because so much is gonna change this year. And we have no idea, like going forward, what that's gonna look like. And so, and so maybe it's a little different. Like we still have our vision and our goals, but like the planning of it and like what we're scheduling, I didn't wanna schedule anything further, further out just because it does. It feels like, why bother? And you recognize that in, in all of us. And I think that you've just been the anchor in the storm. You've been so solid, Carrie, for years, just years about how important having vision is. Laura, when was the first time you wrote out your vision? Oh, man. I'm trying to think the first time. You know, what's interesting is growing up with my mom doing this, you know, to a degree within network marketing, but then really starting to do it. I think when she first started, I was still in high school or right out of high school. And so you're kind of at the age where you're like, uh, is my mom really right about stuff? Like, you know, you're still kind of that stubbornness, I guess. So I probably wrote it for the first time. It had to have been probably still in high school, but I will say that the first time that I ever really got solid in writing it and got serious about it was right after college. And it was because I realized, um, that things were obviously shifting because up until you leave college, everything's pretty much sequential, right? You know, you're going through the next grade, things are pretty much guaranteed of you're going to take these classes next and whatever. And it wasn't until I got out that I was like, what do I really actually want to do? What do I want my life to look like? And so it was, I think it was her Viv event, um, my freshman year of college, and I hated my first job. And I was like, I have got to figure out how I'm going to change this. So that was when I really got solid in it. And knew from there. I was like, okay, this works. My mom's right. <laughs> Got to give her more credit on this. <laughs> darn it. Darn it. They do. No. Our parents get wiser as we get older. It's amazing how much yeah. smarter they get as we get, totally. as we get older. It's been really beautiful to watch the two of you really come together. I mean, really out of necessity. I mean, you are all each other, all you had, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there was so much foundation that was already there that allowed for that connection. And now you're working together and you're bringing out something that is so needed in the world. Tell our audience, how do they get involved? What do we do next? How, how can we support you? So, um, we created a super simple text opt-in, which I am not super techie. So figuring out this text opt-in, I was like, man, I feel, feel pretty smart, but, um, we created it where people can get sent directly to a page that they can start learning more about Viva. So, um, anyone can text the word Viva, V-I-V-A to two, six, 
26786. <laughs> I had to think about the number, um, but that's the best way to learn about information. We're going to start being promoting it much more on our pages too. So always sharing it out or mentioning it to any young adults that you know as well and being able to connect them with us is absolutely the best way to support us and lead the, the right people into this community. I love it. Text Viva, V-I-V-A to 26 seven eight six anything else you guys want to make you know share either words of advice or excited things you want them to do next before we let you go you guys are just you've been dynamite but if, I don't want to let you go <laughs> before you have kind of your last word I'll let you go Laurel and then I'll let you wrap it up Carrie yeah so something that I've been really big on especially this year when we were talking about people really hesitant to plan or to have goals or anything like that is you absolutely need to dive in and write a vision. But what I've been challenging people to do is to get really rock solid in their perspective before they write their vision. Because if you're gonna feel the same way about writing a vision that you do about writing goals right now, it's gonna be a roadblock for you to feel positive about it and to be confident in writing it. Um, so I'll say this shortly, but I created a um, version of a gratitude list where it helps you let go of the things that you thought this year was gonna look like or what your life was gonna look like and finding the good things out of it. So it's a two column thing where you write, what if the, what if COVID had not happened? This is what would have happened. Or for us, what if my dad had not passed? This is what I thought would have happened. Mm -hmm. And instead I'm writing down the what is, is that, you know, there's so many good pieces that came out of such a hard time for us of having this opportunity to connect with young adults and work with my mom and all the things that would not have been I have to focus on those and let go of the things that I'm grieving. So I've been challenging people to do that first so that you can let go of the junk that you're hanging on to, and then you can move forward and write your vision with a much more positive outlook. Laurel, you are a wise woman for, I know you've been through a lot for such a young, um, you know, for being so young in life, but you are a wise, like, are you just so proud? I know you are, Carrie, but like, what an exercise and how valuable that is to put together because we do, we hold on to stuff. I think sometimes the worst, the worst thing that is holding us back is the picture we have in our head of what we thought it should look like right? yeah. and, and comparing today to what the picture is in my head. And, and so letting that go and realizing like, this is what it is though. And look at all the mm -hmm. other good stuff that, that came. That is, that was just beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Carrie? Well, I think to tag off of Laurel, I think people need to be watching this and understanding. And I'm going to talk now to people other than young adults that you are Im impacting some young mind. Mm -hmm. And it, you don't realize that what you do or do not do, they are listening and paying attention to. So I've been calling out all the adults in my world saying, I know that right now you may have been given up on your dream because you think it's too late. It's too old. I don't have the right support. I don't have this. I don't have that, you know, all the stories. But the problem with that is that the younger people that are watching you, and it doesn't matter if you don't have kids or grandkids or anything, you are affecting the next generation mm -hmm. that if you do not leave a positive legacy for them, basically what you're allowing them to do is to quit on themselves too. So, you know, what you're seeing through Laurel is just a culmination of years of her subconsciously or whatever the word is, watching and listening. Yeah. And now it's just starting to, to bubble up. And so, yeah, 
this is what leaving a legacy looks like and it feels really good. So I hope people will take that to heart and really pay attention to how they're, they're seeing their life because it's not about you, it's about mm. them. Mm. Well, ladies, you guys are perfect, right? You guys could have written the whole, the, the whole Entrepreneurs of Reinvention script for, for everybody, for what you've been through, the challenges you've overcome, the advice and the tips and how you are setting the example, leading the way and leaving an even bigger impact on the world. Thank you for being our guest today. I am Angel Tussie. I am the host of Entrepreneurs of Reinvention, 100 Stories of Support, Encouragement, and Hope. I want to thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to hear you or have you tune in for our next interview. Bye, ladies. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Entrepreneurs of Reinvention, 100 Days of Support, Hope, and Encouragement. Again, follow us on our Facebook group, Media Mastery. And download your complimentary starter kit if you're looking for media exposure by going to my website, makeyourbigimpact.com. That's makeyourbigimpact.com. We'll see you next time.